Welcome to Out and Out Vibes, a new age, new day, and modern calmness radio show. Percy and Mastro will be exploring an array of metaphysical topics. They'll be helping callers with insight about their questions. So welcome, and let's start our journey into a newly found awareness. Without now, hi, this is Nancy Ann. Hi, this is Gina. Happy Sunday, everyone. So, how did your Sunday go so far, Gina? Today, actually, I had a great Sunday. I went to my nephew's soccer game. He's only four, and so when you see those little guys playing, <laughs> you can see what kind of soccer player they're going to be when they get older. There were some real powerhouses in there. Oh yeah, especially I can imagine. You know, they're just so like I gotta do it and you know they're about having fun and just getting the ball wherever they could get it that's all right how about you Nance what did you do today well I actually helped someone earlier today with someone who had a loss um at that for breakfast and helped them through some stuff um and Nance, you're breaking up a little bit oh am I yeah check your head can you hear me right now? now can you hear me now are you there? I am. Can you hear me now? I can hear you great now. So I um, actually rested the rest of the day because, um, you know, helping the person, and I figure I would rest the rest of the day and just relax. Oh, that's great. Well, I'm glad you got to help someone who needed it. Yeah. And who's our, our guest does that, too? Who's our guest yeah. tonight? We have Amy Scherer. And she is the author of How to Heal Yourself When No One Else Can. Yeah. She's also, she's been featured on many different publications. And she's been featured by different other authors and other people, um, which is great. I'm excited to have her come here because of the, her techniques and how to deal with things within life. So it's kind of interesting. Yeah, she really helps you with emotional and physical challenges to help people move on permanently. And she has some great techniques. And it's interesting that um, she's called the accidental guru. We'll have to ask her how that came about. Yeah, we'll have to ask her. I have a lot of questions about, like, with the energy and mind-body healing, how she does it and everything in her book. So let's have her on. Hi, Amy. Hi, thanks so much for having me. Oh, We're happy to have you. <laughs> so what's your first question for Amy, Gina, that you wanted to ask? Oh, what about the accident? You were, wanted to ask about the accidental guru. How did yeah. that come about? Yeah, so that came about because I never intended to get into the world of helping people heal, but I suppose that through my own journey, I became an accidental expert in mind-body-spirit healing, and um, now people call me all kinds of cool names like um, 
a guru and a teacher and an inspirational, you know, an inspiration, none of which I, um, I'm honored to, honored and humbled to um, have those descriptions associated with me, but I always feel like none of us are teachers and gurus. We're all just kind of people that get through our own lives and then sometimes end up helping other people. So that's oh, why yeah. I say it was an accidental. <laughs> and And we're all teachers for each other, no matter what it is from what we've dealt with. So true. So um, tell us a little bit of how you got into writing this book. What's the? How did it come about? So I have several books out, and they're all about they're all about how to heal using energy therapy techniques. And the reason that I write in this genre is because I healed myself when no one else could. And I had a lot of chronic illness challenges, anxiety, um, chronic fatigue, Lyme disease, all kinds of things that for about a decade I was working with all the best doctors and alternative practitioners and everybody to try to heal my body. And what I realized after literally going all over the world to try to find a cure for my physical body, including going all the way to India for an experimental stem cell transplant, was that I needed to work on my internal landscape, the inside of me, if I wanted all of me to heal. And so that's why I wrote this book. And all my books is to help people do what I did when they're sort of at the end of their rope or things aren't working like they want them to in terms of their healing journey and turn inward because, you know, that's where, that's where sometimes we need to go in order to heal permanently and completely. Um, it's kind of interesting. So, you know, there are various forms of energy healing techniques. And, you know, a lot of them are using your hands somewhat, you know, hands to heal, you use energy, you use some tapping, you use tactile methods. What is your technique? Um, you have various techniques, is that correct? Not just yes, one that's style. correct. Correct. So I... Some of the techniques are ones that I learned during my healing journey, like EFT, emotional freedom technique, which is tapping. Um, mm-hmm. So tapping on certain acupressure points in order to release stuck energy in the body. And then some of them are ones that I actually created because the techniques that I knew weren't doing the trick completely. So I have several different techniques in my books that are ones that I really came up with intuitively in order to help myself heal. And then when I started working with other people, I saw that using my techniques would sort of duplicate those results. And so they have various techniques. Some of them are types of tapping techniques, just tapping on different points that, that you know, are associated with chakras, which are spinning energy centers in the body. And then I have a technique called the sweep technique, like sweeping like with a broom that helps you sweep old beliefs out of your subconscious mind. And that one, for instance, is one where you just read a script. You don't do any tapping. You don't use your hands. So there are so many different techniques that sort of make up my work and I like it that way because I remember when I was healing, you know, I would learn a technique and sometimes I resonated with it and sometimes I didn't. And I think that you need to learn different things in order to figure out what works for you or what you like. Yeah. So I've actually been reading your book and I I have found it really interesting. 
Um, you start out by talking about creating a healing foundation. What is that? So creating a healing foundation is a few different things, but just sort of setting yourself up for success, essentially. So setting yourself up for the best results that you can get. And one of the things I talk about is grounding. And grounding is one of the ways to get the body sort of primed for for healing. And grounding is so, so easy um, and really about connecting to the earth's surface and using that, you know, that energy, that healthy flow of energy to stabilize your body so that you can, when you do the deeper work, it can make even more of a difference. So I like people to kind of have a um, a basis for, you know, I share some some energy techniques like grounding and, and doing some other really simple things that can just sort of set your body up so that the you can get the best results possible. Another one is balancing your thymus gland and your thymus gland. People sometimes think I'm saying sinuses, like what when when you get a cold. Um, but your thymus gland, T H Y M U S, is in your chest, basically behind your breastbone, and it is your the master gland of your immune system. And I teach a tapping routine for balancing your thymus gland, which helps strengthen your immune system. So there are several very easy techniques in that section that can just sort of help you create a really solid foundation so that when we do the deeper work of healing emotional trauma and old unhealthy emotional patterns, that you have a really good base, sort of like when you're when you're building a house and you, you create the foundation first. That's great sounds like you have a good foundation for healing and different techniques that you have developed. Um, if someone is going through, I know like uh, Gina's reading the anxiety book, um, what is your recommendation for a start for their healing work? What is What should they first start on Do you recommend? In terms of what to clear? Yes. Well, I have, you know, my, both of my books basically are take you through a journey of what to clear in what order. And I think the Mm -hmm. first thing really is building that foundation, getting your, you know, getting yourself grounded and such. And, and then, and then I think, I mean, I would say the very, very start is realizing how much our emotions affect us. I think a lot of people don't realize that. And that's hard until you really face that and are willing to say, okay, I think I need to deal with my emotions it's really hard to heal. So what I like people to do first is just understand in the book how to heal yourself from anxiety when no one else can. I give a really, really deep understanding of what anxiety is, why it can be so difficult to overcome, why it may not even be yours, how people pick up energy from other people that then feels like anxiety or manifests as anxiety. So I think understanding anxiety and my perspective on anxiety is is that anxiety is not an emotion in and of itself, but anxiety is a symptom or side effect of what happens when we suppress emotions. So I work one-on-one with people and I've been doing that since 2012. And the majority of people I see that have anxiety come to me and say, you know, I have anxiety 
I don't know why I'm so fearful. And I explained to them that anxiety is not just fear. Anxiety can be as much from repressed anger or repressed loneliness or repressed anything as it can be from fear. It's any emotions that we push way down in our body that are then trying to come up and bubble up and out that create the feeling of being anxious. Interesting. So, um, well, at that note, what we're going to do is we're going to commercial break. And the number for our listeners to call if they have questions for Amy, Gina, do you have that? I'm sorry. Uh, the It was breaking up and I couldn't understand. The number is 888-627-6008 if anyone would like to call in. Okay, great. So we'll be right back after this commercial break. We have created a new trend by mixing comfort with a positive design to inspire the wearer of our clothing line. In each of our custom creations, we've designed an inspiration word incorporated into a Mandela. If you want to be the first to check out these cool designs, visit us at out-and-out-vibes.myshopify.com That's out-and-out-vibes.myshopify.com Or visit nancytercy.org Have a great metaphysical shop in New Jersey, which is known as Sacred Green Earth. They carry a large variety of new and used books, including audiobooks and DVDs. Our statuary and gifts are imported from 14 different countries, and they carry inspirational banners and decor items from many diverse walks of life. This store prides itself on carrying the highest quality of incense from all over the world. We're located at 511 White Horse Pike, Oakland, New Jersey. Or simply call us at 856-854-7700. We're back with Out and Out Vibes, and I know that we have some callers on the line. We're going to take our first caller. Welcome to Out and Out Vibes. Hello. Hello. Welcome. How are you? Hi, I'm good. My name's Andre. Okay, Andre. And what is your question for Amy? So I was listening in, and recently I've been trying to um, get over some of these uh, internal issues that keep me from succeeding in life. 
So it's, it's like my life has been going in this constant circle of, you know, I'll have some success, I'll get to a certain point in life, and then it'll start to spiral down or out of control. And it was brought to my attention is that I'm not dealing with certain issues from the past that are that are holding me back in this state. And I was wondering, you know, was there anything specifically that you could identify that would probably help free me from maybe some of the traumas in my past or be able to help me, you know, release these things from my childhood? Sure. So um, thanks so much for, for calling in. And, and yeah, I think that, you know, if we look back, do you know? Do you feel like you're connected to what's holding you back, or do you feel like you don't know at all? I, I'm not really sure. So I do. Um, I try to get in meditation as often as possible. You know, I do go to a therapist and speak with her about it. I I do do yoga when I can. Um, I just try to get more in tune with my inner self as much as possible. But obviously, there are some situations that right now I'm not emotionally equipped to deal with, and um, I think that handling them or addressing them may be the only way that I can actually let go of them and move forward. Yeah, so one of the things that happens when people say they feel blocked or they keep sabotaging themselves or they feel like they can't move forward is something called the fight, flight, or freeze mechanism in the body is kicking in. Now, Have you ever heard of that? Um, well, I'm familiar with fight or flight, but not freeze. Okay, so so basically I always think, that's so funny because I always think the freeze is what most people feel. So fight, flight, or freeze is when your body and your nervous system goes into a sort of a state of, of panic, let's call it. And what happens is people have different tendencies in, in, in that overwhelm or panic to either fight, which means, you know, burst out in anger, flight, which means run away or freeze. Freeze is the most common one I see, and that's what I think is possibly happening with you, which is that we freeze, that we get so overwhelmed or panicked that we can't, or we don't know what to do, that we can't do anything and we keep ourselves blocked. Does that feel like something that could be happening to you? Um, that's a strong possibility. I know that I, I know for a fact that I've run away from a lot of opportunities and a lot of things, development, and that cause for more responsibility or success that I don't feel that I deserve. Um, and, and recently, and, you know, the last couple of months, uh, some opportunities are starting to present themselves. And now I don't want the same pattern to happen again. Maybe, you know, um, it does have to do with the big career change and possibly, you know, a life changing, um, situation for me. So I just, I'm yeah, just trying so, to figure out how I can yeah. handle these things. Yep, that's, I think that's so smart of you to do. So what I would do is really work with your nervous system and your fight, flight, or freeze mechanism. So both of my books, How to Heal Yourself When No One Else Can and How to Heal Yourself from Anxiety When No One Else Can, teach about these techniques and also on my YouTube channel. You can find lots of, lots of videos to watch. But essentially calming your nervous system down and calming that fight, flight, or freeze pattern in your body using really simple techniques. And I'm not a yoga person or a meditator, so you don't have to do either of those things. But calming, <laughs> but calming everybody's always surprised to hear that I flunked out of every yoga class I've ever tried and I can't sit still to meditate. Um, but, but there's luckily there are other techniques. 
So basically, using the techniques in my books or on my YouTube channel to calm the fight, flight, or freeze mechanism or reaction in your body will be hugely helpful for you being able to move through really stressful changes, big career changes, whatever they may be, without panicking and running away. So when you calm the fight, flight, or freeze response, you're able to move forward with ease versus when it's in full sort of fight, flight, or freeze mode, you're going to do one of those things, which is do nothing, fight your way out of it, or flight away from it. So does that make sense? It does. It makes totally sense. Okay, so even doing two to five minutes of those exercises a day that are found in both of my books or on my YouTube channel will be hugely helpful. And I like to tell people just to set your phone timer for a few times a day and do them for one to two minutes, um, you know, each time. And that consistency of doing them every day can really help calm your body down. Wow. Thank you so much. Um, So where would we be able to find your book? So my books, um, How to Heal Yourself When No One Else Can and How to Heal Yourself from Anxiety When No One Else Can are on Amazon, where all things can be found. And then also most <laughs> have them. Barnes & Noble has them all the time. Um, and then a lot of independent bookstores have them as well. Okay, so there's there's a lot of availability. Yes, definitely. I have uh, my okay. um, my my book, How to Heal Yourself When No One Else Can, is actually translated into thirteen languages. So it's all over. So you'll definitely be able to find them out there. Awesome. I want- now, as far as you, oh, sorry. Go ahead. Um, so I wanted to add because of what I do. I know, like her methods will help you deal with that stuff experience situation that you're having. Um, and it's interesting that you're letting go of the negativity and your stuck experiences and the lessons that you're learning are for a reason, um, you know, and you, it's interesting that you're noticing that. So you're willing to take that change and you've called in. But I want to let you know from my side what I see. Do you mind if I add to what she already told you? Please do. Okay. So I'm letting you know that um, there's a lot of messages going back and forth within work right now. I want you to ignore the messages that are negative because this fear of change and it's a very discomfort for yourself and the voices around you don't listen. Just go forward because it is time for you to stop procrastinating, to see the truth, do what's necessary to fix yourself, like using Amy's technique, so you can be happier and better deal with your feelings of the overwhelming and go forward for the new position that you're meant to and you've been born for. You've let it go two to three times. It's not time to let go anymore. It's time to step up and take the reins. Um, I will also want you to be patient with yourself. Now it's time to act. Restrain yourself a little bit. Be patient and wait. Don't force it to manifest. Do what Amy recommends. Do her approach to help you heal. And it's also taking control of your own body, your emotions, your beliefs, your experience, and heal yourself. The frustration will be good. Be still, wait, and then go forward. And it will happen for you. Thank you so much. Thanks for calling, Andrew. Thank you again, ladies, and I want you to have a great evening. Thank you. So since we're talking about stuck emotions, um, Amy, in your book, you talk about 
also healing from past life things that you might not know about, things you might have, or things, maybe I'm saying that incorrectly, things you might have inherited. Oh, interesting. And that's something very different. How, how do you work with that? Yes, correct. So I talk a lot about, in my book, about how to heal from inherited emotions. And inherited emotions are just like our own emotions, but they're ones that we inherited. So we've seen a lot of studies in the last few years about how generational trauma or trauma can be passed from generation to generation. And what that means is just like we're past our parents' genes and all kinds of good stuff, sometimes we're past energy that's not so positive or doesn't feel great. It's not our parents' fault. It's not our ancestors' fault. It just happens. And so the techniques are actually exactly the same as if you were clearing your own energy. But I teach in my books how to identify that energy and if it might be coming from past generations and and really how to clear that out of your body because my I always you know joke around with my clients saying it's enough that we have our own stuff to carry around we definitely don't need to be carrying you know our mothers and our great grandmothers and you know their parents and all of that and so you know I I find this this energy to be present in people that explain their their you know depression or anxiety or chronic illness symptoms like a black cloud over their head or some people tell me, I feel like I've always been like this and I don't know why or nothing happened to me that I remember that should make, you know, me have this much anxiety or this much whatever. And all of those things are a good sign that maybe you're carrying some energy that's not yours. And again, it's not to blame. It's just to be aware that, oh, there might be some extra stuff that we should clear out of our bodies in order to move forward. And we can sometimes look at our parents too, you know, and see if it seems like from generation to generation, people are having sort of holding the same patterns. And sometimes that can be because patterns are learned, right? Emotional patterns are learned or, you know, how we process emotions or how we deal with our emotions are learned. If our parents are, you know, expressive and share emotions and we're more likely to be like that. But sometimes the patterns we see from generation to generation are because we've inherited that energy or that pattern. Interesting. I, I know I work with past life regression with some of my clients. Um, to relieve their trauma. So it's interesting that you have that. And we'll, I want to talk more about that because I have some questions from my side to you to ask questions about that. But, um, Gina, if our listeners want to call us, what's the number to call in? You can give us a call at 888-627-6008. We'll be right back. Are you looking for that great podcast that you can participate with and get excited about? That will take you on a journey of insight and answers? Then you found it. Join us on Out and Out Vibes with Nancy Tercy and Gina Mastro, which airs every other Sunday at 8 to 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on BBS Radio. Music is all around us in this world. 
and we invite you to listen to this powerful, romantic, and enchanting music from Galeb. Galeb's velvet tenor voice will transport you to another time and space with his romantic and powerful vocals. His inspiration in his performance draws from the tenors he most admires, such as Bocelli and Pavarotti, Domingo and Corelli. Come check out this great tenor at galeb.net. That's spelled G-H-A-L-E-B dot net. Welcome back, listeners, to Out Now Vibes. We actually have myself and Gina and Amy as our guests. And we were talking before we left. Um, Gina asked a question about past life, and Amy was explaining it. Um, from what I do when I work with clients, I release or help them figure out what's going on from past life because, like you're saying, it could bring into this life. With your techniques, would they use the similar techniques for past life issues? In- yeah. So what, okay. what I talk about most is generational energy. But what you're talking about is when somebody brings in energy from a life before them. And yes, exactly. They could use the same techniques. It's really okay. funny because in my own healing journey, I never really resonated with past life energies. And then sure. at some point... I heard about them or learned about them, and I thought, oh, maybe I should try to clear some. It wasn't something I was hugely attached to or resonated with. And when I worked on past life energy, even though it wasn't something I necessarily resonated with or even maybe believed in completely, it did make a little bit of a difference in my healing. And so I do teach that in my books, how to clear past life energy. And again, it's the same as how you clear any energy that's not yours. You use Mm -hmm. the exact same techniques. It's just about identifying the energy first and where it comes from. But it's all the same. I tell my clients, you know, it doesn't matter where you got it. Sort of if you're carrying it and it's affecting your life, it's your responsibility to clear it or release it. Yeah, foundation for energy is energy. doesn't matter where it comes from and how to heal the healing work could be different for each person. And, um, you know, like in the Bible, it says many generations, things are carried from family. Some people who are Christian don't believe in past life. So I get that, but I agree with you. The intention is to heal, and the foundation of energy for healing doesn't matter where it comes from. Whatever technique works for you, you use. And And it's nice that you have multiple techniques that you use in your book. Um, Dina, you said you were, you were reading her book more in detail than I was. What technique resonated with you and why? Well, um, I really liked that she talked about how the thymus tapping was the really most important one. Um, and But just in my doing some tapping as I was reading and following along, I could really feel it inside me. After I had done tapping, I could feel something happening. Like, um, I don't know, I just felt like all stimulated in my um, arms and my legs and stuff. Do you find that people feel anything after they do this, Amy? 
Yeah, it's funny. I'm one of those people that never feels anything. So I always tell people, it's okay if you don't feel anything. And in your work, I'm sure that's true too. People, you know, are some yeah. are more sensitive than others. Um, I never feel anything. I'm the type of person who everything goes very slowly for me and I never feel anything. And then eventually I go, wow, I feel better. And it must have been that thing I did three days ago or whatever. But a lot of people feel, you know, tingly or feel warm or whatever it may be. They can feel energized. I do yawn a lot when I do energy work, which is a sign that the nervous (laughs) system is relaxing. But other than that, I don't personally feel anything. But like I said, people can sometimes feel, you can get the chills, tingly, um, feel warm. Sometimes if you're moving really big energy, people can even feel like a little wave of nausea. It's nothing that lasts long, but sometimes people can feel a little bit emotional, like the energy, the emotional energy that they've buried really deep for so long is actually coming up to the surface to come out. So everybody's just a little bit different, but I do hear all kinds of things from people. Interesting. Now we do have a, we have one of our callers, so let's bring them on. Welcome to Out Now Bye. Erin, are you there? I'm here. Okay, great. Um, welcome. Thanks for calling. Um, what is your question for Amy? Uh, okay, so I already suffer from high anxiety, but mm-hmm. my question is, could that, from my anxiety, could that uh, make me think differently to hurt, like, my relationship that I'm in? Yeah, so anxiety, when we're in a place of any kind of imbalance, anxiety, depression, our perspective on what we see and how we, sort of how we see the world is usually skewed, right? So one of the things that I teach in my book is about clearing beliefs. So sometimes people who experience anxiety can have beliefs like the world is dangerous or people are out to hurt me. And those types of beliefs or perspectives become how we see the world. And so I teach a lot about clearing those types of things, which will not only often calm down the anxiety, but also help you see the world in a clearer way instead of filtered through these really intense emotions. Does that make sense? Yes. Yeah, so anxiety does definitely, anytime we hold any emotion, if we were angry all the time or anxious all the time or sad all the time, we see the world through the lens of our emotions. So when you have really strong emotions on a consistent basis, you're not actually seeing things super clearly because everything's sort of seen through that emotion. Okay, so um, so my doctor, right, he just, uh, do you think like taking medication is okay or yeah of course i definitely think that whatever your yeah. doctor says is is you know is something you should explore i mean i always tell people there's no shame in taking medication if you need it i do think it's very important to not just take medication and go okay i'm fine but to look right. at the real deep down reason that you're experiencing anxiety and i have many clients who start off on medication and then once they address the real issue, they find that they can go to their doctor and slowly under their supervision wean off the medication because the medication is essentially taking care of the symptoms but not addressing the cause in most cases. And so when you address the cause, which can be these suppressed emotions, you may not need medication. But, of course, while you need it, you should, you know, you should definitely not feel ashamed of, of taking it. Okay, thank you. You're welcome. 
Thanks for calling, well, Mary. Thanks for calling. Thank so, you. with what Aaron was saying with the medication, um, you also talk about nutrition, correct, in your books for healing? No, I actually, I only focus on emotional healing. Oh, just emotional. Okay. Yes. Okay. So do you think a combination of nutrition and emotional healing to set free would help help a lot for a person? Yeah. I mean, obviously, you know, we need to treat mind, body, and spirit. And so people, you know, sugar can sometimes create anxiety, alcohol. There are tons of things. I'm not any kind of specialist in nutrition. Sure. Um, but, yeah, it definitely, I think it definitely makes sense that if you take care of your body in all of the ways, you're less likely to have imbalances that result in anxiety, depression, chronic illness. So, yeah, and I think, you know, nutrition is so personalized. It's, uh, it's a great thing that you brought up because even though, you know, I, I don't know specifically what things can benefit or, or, you know, can benefit the healing of anxiety from a nutritional standpoint. I think everybody's so different that it's good just to pay attention. Does somebody have more anxiety after they eat a certain thing or exposed to a certain smell? Or there's all kinds of triggers for anxiety. And I definitely think finding what feels best for your body is important. And doing all of the things you can, emotional, physical, spiritual, all of the things um, that you can do to help yourself. Yeah, you know, when people are in the throes of having an anxious episode or um, an emotional situation, do you think they should start doing some of your techniques if they recognize that they need to stop and do something? Yeah, definitely. And that's one of the reasons I really like emotional freedom technique or EFT because as, as, um, the gentleman who called earlier, you know, was talking about meditation. It can be very hard for anxious people to meditate because it's so hard to feel so out of control and then close your eyes and be still. And so tapping techniques, you know, including emotional freedom technique is one that I really like. And I tell my clients, when you're feeling anxious, tap at the same time, do the tapping. It's super simple, not complicated, don't need to think too much about it. And it gives you something not only helps release emotions from your body that are stuck, but it gives you something to do. It gives you an outlet for the anxiety, which I think can be very helpful. Interesting. Now, if I'm at work and with your different practical guides and your healing and your different techniques, if I'm getting that emotional thing, what can I do that at work that's not so visible? people around what is one of the methods that you recommend yeah so one way one exercise that i use for calming the nervous system or the fight flight or freeze um, response which we talked about before is to cross your arms and grasp cup each hand over the opposite elbow and that actually when you cross your arms like that and so your right hand is cupped over your left elbow and your left hand is cupped over your right elbow that's an easy way to sit at work in a restaurant in a movie theater wherever you are, and there's actually um, energy points in your elbows that are right along the meridian or the energy pathway that governs the fight, flight, or freeze response. And so by gently cupping in that way, you can actually calm your nervous system and the fight, flight, or freeze response, which is linked into emotions, um, just by sitting that way gently for a few minutes. So... um you talk about when someone is trying to clear a past emotion 
and they're not sure what it is. You talk about doing some muscle testing. So what is muscle testing? So muscle testing, which is also called applied kinesiology, is actually a way to tap into your subconscious mind to get answers. Our subconscious mind basically knows everything that ever happened to us, everything that's affecting us today. And unfortunately, we don't usually have easy access to that information. So for people who are sitting out there going, well, I don't know, you know, which, you know, which ages I could have had, you know, you know, trauma at or what, what emotions could be bothering me or what's making me anxious. I teach what's called muscle testing, which is a way of using the body's muscles and the reactions that we have in our body when we ask certain questions about anxiety or about imbalances in our body to help us identify what exactly to clear. So it's a way of identifying specific imbalanced energy so that we can apply the techniques to the right things. So sometimes, you know, I'll, I'll often get people who are using, you know, um, emotional healing or energy therapy as a last resort, and they'll come to me and they'll say, you know, I've already been going to therapy for 20 years, but what's happening in therapy a lot of times is that they're using logic to try to figure out what is bothering them. And emotions are often not logical at all. And so muscle testing is a way to help figure out what's really bothering you, not what seems like it makes sense in terms of what's bothering you. And so I see people more affected by something like being bullied, you know, in second grade on the playground than something huge that they would consider traumatic. When we have really big traumas, we usually talk about them and get help for them, and sometimes that helps us discharge them easier, let them go. But when we have something, you know, someone made fun of us or someone said something that hurt our feelings or we were scared but we felt like, you know, that was ridiculous, we tend to push those things down and those are the things that most often create anxiety, not the big things that we remember and think of often. Yeah. So I, I think this seems like something we could do ongoing in our life whenever we need it. Yes, definitely, and I think that it's really good to have tools to use ongoing because one of the reasons people end up with anxiety is because they suppress things for so long. And so I always teach my clients and my online students, use these techniques for a few minutes here and there as you feel strong emotion so that you don't repeat an old pattern, so that you know how to release this energy instead of it being stuck. Yeah, and I think that's... I I like what you've been saying because your stuff is straightforward techniques that deal with anxiety and energy issues wherever it comes from, which is nice for our listeners and who, you know, for everybody, like what Gina was saying, everybody can use it, not just for people who have anxiety, but also for people who just need to balance themselves. Awesome. Yes. It, yeah, exactly. Even for people who are just really stressed or don't know how to deal with anger, it doesn't have to be people with anxiety or chronic illness at all. It can just be, I mean, I see a lot of the techniques I use for myself as a as a, an alternative for things like yoga and meditation. They can just be great, you know, mind-body-spirit balancing techniques. You don't even have to have anything in particular that's sort of, you know, daunting in your life. Um, I also have a lot of kids using these techniques. So I work with kids, um, 
you know, I teach these techniques to kids five years old and up. And so, and a lot of the moms I work with teach it to their kids. So it's really great. You know, I think we all need extra tools in terms of dealing with difficult emotions and, and preventing them from becoming something chronic or, or real, something that really affects us. So you previously stated, you know, I know Gina um, was, you know, she's the one who's been reading your book and I did my own research looking. Um, you said that you created this technique from your own issues and things that you have suffered. What made you look outside of, you know, like people are afraid to look outside the box. What made you look outside and how did you use tactile stuff and come up with stuff like this? So, I mean, I always think like I didn't really choose to to look outside the box. It was just sort of like I, I had no other choice. And mm-hmm. I think that people come to emotional work last a lot of times because, they want to, they want to fix, you know, fix their body or their, their, you know, anxiety or whatever it is every other way except by looking inward. And so I certainly didn't choose to do this. It was just that, like I mentioned earlier, I had been all over the world, basically, even all the, you know, to India and that didn't even heal me completely and permanently. And so I, I, you know, came to this work just sort of by process of, process of elimination and feeling like, you know, that I had to try something else. Like, nothing I had done had worked. And so that's how I came to this work. So um, putting it all together, what are the steps for someone who wants to start doing this, putting it all together, starting with clearing beliefs and so forth? What do they start with? So... I mean, I always tell people they can start with anything. It doesn't, there's no, my books talk about how, you know, everybody's on their own journey and I wish that I could give somebody a formula or do this, then do this, then do this. But a lot of it really is um, how I teach people sort of self-exploration and, and what is holding them back. It can be one belief for somebody and another belief for somebody else. And so it's, you know, in my books, I talk about clearing unprocessed experiences, which are experiences from your past traumas is still stuck in your body. I talk about beliefs, but each person is always going to have to find their own beliefs and their own experiences. You know, I can have two people with the exact same sort of symptoms, but one can, you know, have the belief, I don't matter that's, you know, that's creating some of this stress in their body and someone else can have the belief, I need to be perfect in order to be loved. So it is very, very specific depending on how one person grows up and how one person sees the world. And and so really my work is not about a formula of what to clear and how to clear it, but to guide people into figuring out what's really holding them back because I think that exploration process is a huge part of not allowing this pattern to replicate and to happen again. When we know how to look inside ourselves and figure out what's keeping us stuck, it gives us a lot of confidence and um, clarity for how not to let this happen again, if that makes sense. We know what kind of things, you know, are holding us back. We clear them and we, we, we pay attention to patterns in our life so that we don't reproduce the same results. Interesting. I, from... Everything you said, like, um, 
I would like I resonate with the chakra tapping and probably grounding would you know like what you've told me so um versus and then how Gina was saying she is she like the one with what was it the middle one the thymus I like yeah. the, the EFT and the thymus because what I found is when I was trying them out and I did one after the other so I did the EFT then the chakra and I was trying them all I really could feel the energy going through my arms and it, it was it was very interesting to me but you know I, I have one more question that I that was I found really interesting um, in your book you talk about energy sensitivity and negative energetic reactions to food and substances I am a person who has food allergies so this is really interesting to me how to do this yeah, so a lot of people have reactions to food, um, even smells, you know, grass, just things things in the world. And a lot of times that is because they were having stress or strong negative emotion while they were in contact with that thing or right after they had eaten that thing. What can happen is the body, when when you when you are really stressed, can sort of scan and look for the culprit or the thing that made you so stressed. And instead of blaming, you know, the fight you just had with your brother, it picks out the food you just ate and creates an energetic negative reaction to that food to try to prevent this reaction again. So one of the ways of clearing that is to go back to to muscle test to identify what incidents or what experience was happening that then sort of got blamed on that food and how to clear that so that you break that negative reaction to the food. And I see this all the time. Interesting. So, and I have a lot of friends besides Gina and other people who suffer from that same issue a lot. Yeah, and it's really, really common and people go crazy trying to eliminate foods, but really, you know, you know, it's, it's experiences that accidentally got attached to certain foods. Um, and then also having a lot of fear in your life or in your body causes food sensitivities and reactions because essentially what your immune system is doing is being over defensive or overreactive to foods. And that can really come from having the pattern of fear in your life because your body's in a fearful state and whenever something comes in, it sees it as the enemy. And so can create these reactions that are over sort of that are misdirected or dysfunctional when you have a lot of fear in your life that you're not facing and dealing with. So, um, Amy, what is the name of your website? Could you give us the address? Sure. So it's www.amy, A-M-Y, B like boy, for my middle initial, and my last name, Cher, S-C-H-E-R.com. Okay. That's great. And we, Nancy, do you have any other questions? Yeah, we actually have it on our website, too, on BBS Radio, a link to Amy's website, so if you want to, just go there, and this will actually be archived within 24 to 48 hours, so you can listen to her show, you know, write the information that you have questions for, and Amy, on your website, will they be able to reach out to you, and if they want, like, a one-on-one with you, too? 
Yeah, sure. They can contact me through um, my website. I also have an mm-hmm. online program where they can learn all of my techniques via video. And I also have a YouTube channel with lots of free videos, tutorials, and all that kind of fun stuff as well. Um, Gina, didn't you bring up, uh, Amy brought up in the book about animals too? Oh, yeah. There was something, um, you had a little anecdote, a brief in how to use the technique, just a little thing, how you would, if you, say your dog was afraid of the mailman. Do you remember that story you have in the book? Yeah, so that was an example. I was giving an example of how how EFT works. Um, not that you would necessarily do it on your dog, although you could, but I was trying to explain basically how our bodies get reactive to certain things, to certain people, to certain you know, um, substances or food. And I was explaining that, you know, if you had a barking scared dog and the dog was scared of the mailman, that just telling the dog to calm down wouldn't work. Similarly to how we just tell ourselves positive affirmations sometimes, and that doesn't work. But the tapping brings in the physical calming of the body or the releasing of stuck energy. So if you were to pat a dog at the same time they were barking at the mailman, it would calm them down in a deeper sense. Similarly to if your body is stressed and you use the tapping, it would calm you down more than affirmations or just trying to convince yourself you were okay. <laughs> I think that's great. Thank you. Like soothing, soothing to the dog. So you're soothing yourself. And Absolutely. You know, these techniques, Nancy had asked about if you're in the office, what would you do? And I was just thinking that, you know, often if we're in the office, we have a headache, we might rub our temples. So doing a little tapping on your temples or in your chakras would kind of be the same thing, you know, and no one would know the difference if you were doing it or not. Absolutely. And we all think everybody's watching us, but really everybody's looking at their phone or dealing with their own stuff. So we should just do whatever makes us feel good. Right. And from everything, you know, because Gina has a book and everything that I've read, your advice reaches out for everybody to get to their full potential. And it sounds like it's broken up and it puts in pieces that people can do over a time frame and follow a sequence. So, which is nice because it's not too overwhelming. It's a process. Absolutely. Absolutely. We don't heal overnight and we do it in digestible steps so that we don't get overwhelmed. And everything that I share is super easy to do, digestible, can do, you know, I have single moms doing it. I mean, you can take just two minutes here and there to use these techniques. Oh, well, I want to say, you know, from talking with you, I have learned a lot about the different techniques that you've done, and I appreciate you sharing that with me. And Thank I you so use much. it with some of my clients and recommend them to you. Thank you so much, and thank you so much for having me here on the show. Oh, you're welcome. You know, and also, I just want to put out there that you do have the script in the book, and you suggest taping it on your phone so that you can listen to it and do the techniques while you're listening to it to make it a little easier. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, right. thank you. Thank you very much for being a guest and teaching us about all your different techniques and the ways of healing through energy. Thank you. All right. I guess this is Gina signing and out. This is- This is Nancy, and we'll be back in two weeks.
Thanks, everyone. Have a good weekend. Peace out. Bye. Thank you so much for sharing this radio adventure with us this evening. Join us next time as we explore another topic which will expand your awareness of yourself and unlock potential opportunities for all of our listeners. See you next time on Out and Out Vibes. <laughs>